0: Good morning. It is good to be back with you all on this day. Uh, my name is Bishop Philip Duncan. Uh, I am the third bishop for the diocese of the Central Gulf Coast, and I am listed as the sabbatical bishop. and um, And I can't tell you how pleased Kathy and I are to be here. Um, we found, however, that the sharing um, has become a little much. You, you did not have to share the colds uh, and the flus and all that. With all that. we understand that giving is giving. So we have been very pleased to be here. We have been very welcomed here, and uh, we have been to New York to the to the Met this week, and we have been to the lovely um, music box uh, museum as well this week, and uh, we have met uh, new friends and uh, old friends, and this is a good thing. This has been a difficult week for many and a, and a f- wonderful week for others. We have, as Americans, um, seen the passage of one president and uh, the that aspect there to the Uh, new president uh, no longer elect now our new president we have seen marches and we have seen groups in favor and people in not but of the one thing I am clear about and the one thing our church is clear about is that prayer for those who are leaders within our land is important whether we agree or we don't agree it is the reality of life And how we witness to God, through God, and in God, to the world matters. People see what Christians are doing and how we take our faith seriously. What, dear friends, is our call? That's what the gospel is about today. What is our call? following jesus has nothing to do with walking single file we are not all in same step and neither were the apostles thank god we have 12 very different people who followed jesus right from the beginning question we need to ask ourselves is where are the others? Where are the other people around us? Where are those who have gone before us? and Where might those who will come after us? Who are they? What is their journey? The calling of the disciples today, that particular story, I find to be a strange story. I grew up with it as a child, I have listened to it, I have preached on it, but I still find it a difficult story and a strange and fascinating story. Impulsive. It's impulsive. Centered around fisher folk one day and the next. I love the word parapatetic. It means walking. (laughs) the parapet, not parath not, not, you know, the other word, parapetetic this is, the parapetetic followers of Jesus, those who were on the ground with Jesus. The four disciples in the gospel today called the two first, Peter and Andrew, brothers, in their boat. Now, The way the gospel is set up, dear friends, they were older. They had their own boat, and they were out there earning a living in their fishing. And then the other two, they were younger, James and John. How do we know they were younger? Because they were in their father's boat. And he gives the call to both of them and they drop everything and follow Jesus. Now I've got to tell you that if I had done that to my daddy, he would have said, you ungrateful so-and-so and and you selfish so-and-so. And yet we use this as a sense of a call because it is not about... That dropping everything. It's about the commitment to Jesus and the gospel. It's not about turning one's back on the world and on your family. It's about opening one's heart and mind and hands and soul to Jesus and the gospel. The disciples left their families, their careers, their friends, and yes, their responsibilities. They walk away from the past in order that they may embrace a new reality. I have need of you. And they follow. They enter into the period of study by being with Jesus in Jesus's ministry And they see it through to the end, to the arrest, to the crucifixion, to the burial, and ultimately, the resurrection. I love the phrase, enlightenment through entitlement. But if you put it the other way, entitlement through enlightenment, I'm not sure that it makes the same statement. Both of those are a thing that is difficult if you know you have the entitlement to be able to do something. If you are able to do something and suddenly you become enlightened, will you do it? And those kinds of questions, dear friends, are things that are important for us in this day and age and in our society. How do we hear Jesus' call? How do we hear each other when we speak about those deep things in life? Listening to hear and to understand. I want want to share with you something. And I'm going to ask you four questions and I'd like you to Answer them just out loud. They're only one word answers. What do you call a tree that has acorns? An oak. What do you call a funny story? A joke. What do you call the sound? that a frog makes (laughs) can rivet for the minute (laughs) what do you call the white of an egg? no no it's not the yolk My mama taught me that that was the albumen, (laughs) the white of the egg. You see, I set you up, and we all fall for it. When that first happened to me, I quickly wrote that down for a time to use it. It's important because how sometimes we hear things and yet we respond to them knowing perfectly well what the white of an egg is and what the center yellow piece of the egg is. And yet when we hear those rhyming words, suddenly that comes to mind. The call. The calling of the disciples is one of those aspects that we deal with in our own lives. How is it that we who are followers of Jesus also understand that the world is broken now as it always has been and still needs to hear the message of salvation on and from Jesus Christ. I am a great I'm a great supporter of Doctors Without Borders, and uh, and I've known of their ministry for a long, long time, and yet this past year I have been I have been wounded like many of us have when Menaces Sans Frontières, MSF, has been has been so beaten up where they have gone into those places where no one else is willing to go to work with the most crippled and helpless people in the world. And yet, on television, on the, th- on the set, you keep seeing all of this devastation. And yet, and yet, a friend of mine who was with that group said, we are all aware of the risks we are taking, but we do it for what we believe in. That love conquers all. I think that that is one of the challenges that you and I and others have living in a society that is actually very safe. We live in a place where we're very, we're very well put together, for most of us. How is it that we understand what happens in the rest of the world? I want I want to s- share with you something that Martin Luther King said um, a number of years ago, obviously. And I reread this after I had done the presentation last um, last week at the at the teaching time. Martin Luther King said, the church must be reminded it is not the master or the servant of the state, but rather the conscience of the state. It must be the guide and critic of the state and not its tool. Why? If not, it will lose its moral compass my brothers and sisters in Christ the moral compass that Jesus gives us is through the calling of the disciples what are we called to be and what are we called to do and ultimately whose are we? I can remember being on the Sea of Galilee and they had just had a storm Evidently, it's supposed to be wonderfully character-producing if you're on the Sea of Galilee in storm. I didn't want my character that improved. <laughs> However, being there and in that place, as, as your associate will uh, share with you at times, I hope now, um, there is a change. You begin to understand the in situ of who this who this Jesus is and what the call is all about. My prayer for this week is that we all this prayer for this week, which in where where we are in the time for the week of prayer for christian unity, is that we all may be able to work together that we all may. Hear that voice and that we all may get out of the boat and serve in God's holy name. May God bless you each in your ministries and in your call. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.